Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. In today's episode, we are going through every first-year head coach from last season and deciding whether we now feel better, worse, or about the same about them uh, compared to the day they were hired. And we'll start kind of rapid fire with the G5 coaches, and then uh, in a few minutes here, we'll get to the Power Five. Uh, but let's see, Trey, get us started. Yeah, I'll lead us off. Yeah, Michael DeSormo from Louisiana. And it's one of those guys that it's always hard to gauge the, the coaches after kind of the program builder like Billy Napier was. Uh, so I'm going to say I'm about the same. I wasn't overly high on him to start. They lost four games last year in conference after only losing two in the prior three years. And I've, I was kind of reading that the quarterback room this spring has been injury riddled. So not ideal there. Nope. All right. Moving on to uh, Ken Wilson at Nevada. Uh, took over after Jay Norvell left uh, for co- the Colorado State job. And Jay Norvell did a good job there at Nevada. Um, everybody kind of knew, I think, this would be a tough job considering, uh, you know, there's a lot of player players leaving, new coach. Um, so to me, the, I had pretty low expectations f- for, for Wilson. But they lost 10 games in a row to finish the season. Uh, so I would say I'm a little lower. Uh, didn't exactly turn out too well on the field. I, I expected better than 2-10. and 10. Fair enough. All right. Stan Drayton at Temple. He was a, a longtime running backs coach, uh, most recently at Texas. And I feel about the same. They were expected to be terrible this past season, and they were arguably slightly less terrible. They, they went three and nine, had some bad luck in close games, but that was, you know, about par for the course. Yep. All right. Moving on to Clay Helton at Georgia Southern. I feel better than when he was hired. I wasn't too high on him, especially since he was going to have to overhaul uh, the offense to a new system. Uh, but he led a really good offense with Kyle Van Treese, uh, went to a bowl game. They beat a ranked team that last year. I guess the only problem looking forward is they rank near the bottom of the country now in returning production. So I'm, inter- I'm really interested to see year two, but I'm higher than I was. Yep. Uh, another one here definitely got to feel better is Jim Mora at UConn. I mean, how wow. can you not feel feel way better? He took over a team that was one and eleven the year prior. They barely beat Yale that year, and boom, he took them to a bowl game. They had six wins, beat some good teams, including a win a win over Fresno. So that was a heck of a coaching job. I mean, don't even look at the recruiting; just pay attention to what happened on the field. No, that yeah. does you got that exactly. Yeah, exactly. A similar one here: Jerry Kill at New Mexico mm. State. Got to feel way way better. New Mexico State was projected dead last, 131st in SP+. They ended up winning a bowl game. They went 7-6, uh, and six, just A-plus first season. It really was. Unfortunately, on the flip side, Timmy Chang at Hawaii, I'm feeling worse. Um, and I, it's unfortunate, and I say that because I'm old enough, we're all old enough, us three are, to remember watching him play. We always pulled for his, his Hawaii, Hawaii teams back in the day. I mean, he was dealt a tough hand with the Todd Graham mess and a period tough. where they're not playing in their stadium as it's being redone. Uh, but three and ten last year, they don't return hardly. They don't. They return hardly. They don't. Re- the, let's just say they're, they're, <laughs> they're not returning a lot today, Junior. Yeah, I was. I tried to avoid the double negative there, but yeah, the bottom of the country in returning production. That they are. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to go to Don Brown at UMass. Um, I feel 
worse uh, about this one. He took over a one and eleven team, and it didn't improve him. And didn't improve them at all. Uh, he went one and eleven again. Um, so they had arguably the worst offense in the country. There's no talent coming in. It it's just hard to picture. It. And their defense wasn't quite good enough either. So not good for for Don Brown. All right, I'll keep the pessimism train rolling. We got Jay Norvell, as you mentioned, going to Colorado State. Um, I feel I definitely feel worse. Like I said, just they were slightly favored to make a bowl game uh, according to the the Vegas odds before the season. They ended up three and nine, arguably the worst offense in college football. They were they were right there too. So not good, not good. You yeah, know, you you think that you know the transfers he brought over, they'd be a little bit better. Sonny Cumbie at Louisiana Tech. I feel a little worse. Uh, they went three and nine last year. Actually regressed from the prior squid, Skip Holtz team. Um, I will say they they had a couple overtime losses. So you know if the luck bounces their way this year, and if Cumbie's able to kind of really implement his prior Texas Tech offense, maybe he can get back in my good graces. Yep. All right. Let's move on to John Summerall at uh, Troy. Uh, definitely got to feel better about him. Uh, took over a five and seven team. Then he led them to 12 wins this year and they finished ranked. Um, so yeah, a good recruiting class coming in. I mean, this is looking good for Troy. He, he did a great job. Yeah. He'll be a candidate for some bigger jobs pretty quickly. If he keeps it up there. Yep. Uh, going to Joe Moorhead at Akron. I will say worse. Cause I have a pretty, you know, high opinion of Joe Moorhead, especially going down in class, taking a taking a Mac job. They went two and ten. I just thought he would have more of an immediate impact on offense, and they they're not projected to be much better this year. Uh, you know, per SP plus. So I'm I'm feeling worse because I thought yeah thought he'd get it going quicker there. Yeah, uh, Mike McIntyre at Florida International. I'm feeling a little worse. Um, Butch Davis was able to get a little life into the program in his tenure, but it's a really tough gig. Um, he couldn't really sustain any success or make it, you know, way better. But I've never been super high on McIntyre. Uh, they finished 129th in SP Plus last year, and they really just got destroyed in their losses. Uh, it's going to be a tough hill to climb there. That it is. All right. Uh, Jeff Tedford at Fresno State. I feel better about Jeff Tedford. He, he led them to a 10-win season. Um, got off to a slow start, but they just got healthy kind of midway through the season and then they won a lot of games to finish the year off. I think it was what nine in a row. Um, now they were expected to be good this year. So it's not like 10 wins was just some great, great season for them, but you know, that was, that was a good. And then the recruiting's about on par with what Kalen DeBoer did before him. So just keeping the, the even train, keeping it the same as DeBoer had it, that's success. Like that's good. So you can keep that up. I feel good. Okay. Uh, the last G5 program we have, Rhett Lashley at SMU. I feel about the same. They went seven and six. I expected a, a slight step back from where Sonny Dykes had them, and that's pretty much what you saw. Now they're losing Tanner Mordecai at quarterback, which is not great. Um, but the tough teams are leaving the American, of course, you know, three schools leaving. And SMU is, is bringing in a pretty big transfer hall, a, a solid class of transfers. So, you know, I, I expect them to be. Again, not quite where Sonny Dykes had, had them, but not terribly far behind. Yep, I agree. All right, moving on to some of the the bigger programs here, and I'll I'll kind of start off the. <laughs> and the we don't get any bigger than this. Yeah, baby. This is is it's true. Blue blood, uh, Duke's Mike Elko. Um, I'm feeling better, and 
I mean, how can you not? Uh, low expectations for me. First year goes nine and four with a bull win, and the three lot three of their losses were by three or less. So it actually could have been way better. It's, I mean, just instant improvement. Uh, they were 113th in SP plus the year before. You got them to 48th at the end of this past year. They got Riley Leonard was is young at quarterback. He played great. So there's you know there's definitely optimism for going forward. Yeah, you got to, no doubt, feel better. Turn three and nine into nine and four. And I don't care the, how weak the schedule was. It was a pretty weak schedule, but, you know, hey, that's fantastic. Getting nine wins is amazing at Duke. So I don't, you know, recruiting isn't great, but it never is at Duke. As long as you can somehow turn it into wins on the field, that's all that matters there. Yeah. Kansas got all the publicity for being the big kind of yeah. crazy turnaround because they because they started out undefeated, right? They started out five yeah. and six and whatever yeah. it was. And they beat Duke. Uh, so Kansas was 14 point. Yeah, they beat Duke. Yeah, good point. Kansas was 14 points better than expected per SP plus. So that's that was pretty big gap. Well, Duke was 23 and a half points better. Wow. Than SP plus projected. So it's just it's insane what what he did. That's crazy. Wow. Didn't know it was that big. Yeah. Um, All right. Moving on to uh, another ACC team. We have Tony Elliott at Virginia. You know, I wasn't expecting, I don't think a lot of people were expecting much from Virginia this this past season, um, but they were worse than I thought they'd be. Um, and they, I think they only won three games. Um, and then since they're bringing in the second worst class in the ACC, that's not going to really, as far as recruiting, that's not going to help much. So not a whole lot of positives going on here. I've got to feel worse about Tony Elliott. Yeah, I feel worse. The team didn't play well, but obviously we'll be, cheering for them moving forward with the the tragedy they've they've had to deal yeah. with so hopefully hopefully better things are ahead for them uh yeah i feel worse especially now that they they lost brennan armstrong to transfer wide out uh what billy kemp their right receiver to to transfer their they're near the bottom of the country in returning production so not not great signs in charlottesville okay jake dickert at washington state he of course was the interim that was promoted to head coach and I'm leaning towards better, but I'll, I'll say it's not enough to, I'll, I'll just keep it at about the same. Um, team went seven and six, slightly better than expected. The hire of Eric Morris uh, from Incarnate Word at offensive coordinator, I really liked the idea there. Yep. Didn't necessarily pay dividends, but I'm okay with now. He's, he's gone. He's been hired as a head coach. And, and his, his next hire to replace him is the 27-year-old Ben Arbuckle from Western Kentucky, uh, Zach Kitley disciple. So again, I like that hire. I like the where he's going offensively, trying to keep that kind of air raid going there. So that's why I'm kind of liking him. But maybe the improvement wasn't quite enough to to feel a ton better. I hear you. I'm gonna go. I'm feeling an ounce better uh, just because I was a little on the fence last year. Um, they along with that offensive coordinator, he brought in Cameron Ward, who's back this year. Maybe he'll take a, a little bit more of a step forward. And last year they lost to two top 15 teams by a whisker. Um, and they really collapsed in the, the first one they played against Oregon. Like if they won that, they would have been five and zero. maybe the back end is a little bit different. Um, and I think Dickert's defense should be a strength this year. So I'm, I'm a little bullish. I, I'm about the same on Dickert off on the field was maybe slightly better than I expected. Um, but pretty on par actually with, uh, with, with it, honestly, it, it was, it was pretty close. Um, and they didn't finish the season. Well, uh, obviously the bowl game was a disaster. They got smoked by Fresno. Um, and then they have, have by far the worst recruiting class coming in in the pac 12. I know it's, they don't kill it on the recruiting front, but when you're dead last, that's, that's a tough thing to co- overcome. So mm, 
it kind of evens out for me. I'm about about the same. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Brent Pry at Virginia Tech. I feel worse. Uh, three and eight year. I'll admit they had three losses by three or less, but but still they regressed in SP Plus seventieth to ninety sixth. The recruiting finished fortieth overall, and you know the Hokies, Ryan. You've mentioned this in, in the past that the Hokies are capable of of a class much better than that. Grant Wells is back at quarterback, but the offense was really bad. Um, they've got Chiron Drones, the Baylor transfer coming in to compete. Like, I'm not really enthused with Pry at the moment. No, no there's, yeah, exactly. there's not not a lot going on there. It's it's pretty yeah. rough. I mean, they lost to Old Dominion start off the season this past year. Uh, one ACC win against BC. It wasn't the toughest schedule. Just not a whole lot of positives. And this is your, I always say like your first full recruiting class should be your best, or at least should have some reasons to be really good because you can sell, hey, I'm, I'm new. There's going to be some momentum. There's maybe some opportunities for playing time. The, the first season results shouldn't matter all that much, but this one was just a bad class. It's not, not good. Yeah. And yeah, obviously the team was, was bad last year and it's not like they're bringing in a great transfer hall to kind of yeah. quickly turn things around. They're going to have to do a great coaching job. So we'll see, but yeah, you got to feel worse. No doubt. All right, let's move on to, let's get to the positives going here. I think we got a f- couple of positives coming in our, the next couple here. We got Joey McGuire at Texas tech feel better about him eight and five in this first season. So a good job to get to eight wins. Um, they finished the year with four straight wins. Um, and if you just count the future Big 12 teams, finished third in recruiting for the 2023 class, so that's a good thing. Um, and he just seems to, he has a good connection with the guys. He has a good connection with the high school coaches down there. Things just kind of seem to be positive. It seems like everybody's really on board with him as far in that oh, program. Yeah. So that's that's a huge point. You know, just ask uh, uh, Auburn coach uh, Brian Harson about that. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling better about him. 100%. And the fans are, yeah, 100% behind Joey McGuire, everything's yeah. positive. And so he went five and four, or they went five and four in Big 12 play this year. The last head coach to have a winning record in Big 12 play at Texas Tech? Leach. Mike Leach. Wow. Yeah. Leach's yeah, final season. Kingsbury was never good. And yep. Wow. Yeah, they're just there's just a, a little bit of a buzz with Texas Tech now. And hey, they they whipped Ole Miss in the bowl game. That was that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kalen DeBoer at Washington. I've been a huge Kalen DeBoer fan for a few years, probably ever since that. That uh, Well, I mean, going back to his first stint as offensive coordinator, Fresno did a great job, and then at Indiana, and he just he just does great everywhere he goes. So I, I liked the hire, but even I'm feeling better than, yeah. than I did when it was made. Uh, took over a team that was 4-8, and eight, just a, a mess under Jimmy Lake. They were 11-2 and two this season, nearly made the Rose Bowl, just all positive. He's one of those coaches in that, like, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley, uh, Sonny Dykes, Ryan Day mold where the offense is going to be good with, with him. You just know it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, feeling good. Yeah, leading that best, the, arguably the best passing attack. Um, and they also returned a, a fair amount of, in 2023. So there's some real hope and expectations this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling better. Penix is going to be on Heisman lists. Now I guess the question is, how does he do when he has expectations? That's what we'll kind of start to find out. And can he kind of re- keep up a little bit when the recruiting front with Oregon? Like there, that's this is going to be the main competition. USC is going to be gone. UCLA is going to be gone. Can he keep up with Oregon? Because uh, this this year they didn't. They are pretty far behind as far as recruiting. I, he needs to kick it up a notch to truly compete with them. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna. Well, they're likely not gonna equal them, but like to yeah. 
close that gap a little bit. Yep. Yep. All right. Brent Venables at Oklahoma. I'm about the same on him. Um, I think the average person might look at their six and seven record and say he's not good or they'd be feeling worse, but, but he recruited so well in that transition class that he had. Um, I'll admit, yeah, going six and seven isn't ideal, but the last four losses were by th- each by three points. Um, the team strength overall was still top 25. Now Venables brought in the fourth ranked high school class this year. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's back. So I'm still encouraged by Venables. I agree. I, I'm staying about the same here. I, it's, I know it's hard to look past the, the, the losing record. Um, but it, I, it, going into the year, I, I was low on them as a team just because I knew what they lost. I knew they lost Caleb Williams. I knew they lost some other pieces around him on offense. It was just they lost their defensive coordinator. It's, there was a lot of new and a lot of challenges for Venables. So that just addition by like, subtraction, losing the D coordinator. Come on, you're bringing uh, up Brett Venables. Uh, Fair, fair, fair enough. But it's just a whole new system is tough when you have new players. It was tough. I thought there was just too much change for them to be like a really good team. Um, and I wasn't super high on Gabriel to begin with, but uh, what he did recruiting wise and what they have coming back this year, they'll be much better. So I, I'm, st- I'm feeling about the same. I still, still think they're going to be good in the future. All right. I hear you guys. And I, I thought about doing about the same, mostly because of the recruiting, uh, like Trey yeah. said, but I, I got to say worse. Like, you know, Lincoln Riley's worst finish in the past five years there was 10th in the AP poll and going six and seven. Like, it's not like they had a, they had, you know, 10 starters transferring. It wasn't some mass, mass exodus. They still had some good players there. Like they shouldn't have been going six and seven. So, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit worse at least. I'm not, I'm, I'm still, I still think they're going to obviously dramatically improve from this, but yeah, I feel worse. Well, you definitely can't feel better. Uh, I would say that. So no, no, yeah. that would, no. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to Dan Lanning at Oregon. Uh, after week one of this past season, I felt <laughs> worse. Felt much worse. They lost forty nine to three to Georgia and just looked absolutely pathetic. Uh, but then they went on to win ten games on the season. Uh, so it was a, a good first year for for Lanning. Top ten recruiting class, best in the future, Pac twelve. Uh, so I feel I actually feel better. On, on him he did a great job kept up the recruiting did a good on-field product the offense just looked really really good uh bo nix was near heisman type caliber so feel good i agree i agree with such a young guy first time head coach and was coaching under kirby smart so you just didn't know uh what to think of him and and you're right everything's just continuing everything's great recruiting's great like i I don't see uh, many negatives to say, and and the hire of offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham ended up, yeah, turning out extremely well. So obviously he's gone now, but uh, yeah, I'm nothing negative to say. Yeah, I like you, Michael. I didn't give him a, a ton of credit being George or yeah Georgia's defensive coordinator just because it was Kirby's D, but I'm clearly higher on him now. Um, dramatically improved. And the defense Oregon. wasn't good at Oregon to be fair, but, but you no, think no, no. Yeah, that'll get better. The team, the team overall improved. So it's a great start to his tenure. Okay. Sonny Dykes at TCU. I'm feeling a little bit worse. Just, yeah, so, just you know, what a chump. Yes, they, they were so There's lucky last year. Nowhere to no. go, but down. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. He, he did the anti uh, Matt rule. Matt rule goes yeah. one in 10 in his first year. That yes. is just what yeah. he does. Yep. Set the bar low, nowhere to go but up. Uh, but he's doing the opposite. No, it was I didn't. I this hire, I liked it for TCU, but I didn't think it was a home run. I thought it was kind of had um, 
you know, I, I didn't think the ceiling was incredibly high, but as it turns yeah. out, the ceiling was making it to a national championship game. So that was great. <laughs> and recruiting's going super well. Yeah. So I, I am obviously feeling better, but I'm just, I'm a little reluctant to say I'm feeling like incredibly better just because everything did bounce their way last year and now they lose a ton. Um, they're going to have to, you know, probably strike gold in the transfer portal again, continue to develop. Now he's always going to have, you mentioned it earlier, Michael, he's one of those guys, he's always going to have a pretty good offense, like no question. Um, and they are in a good position in the new Big 12 to potentially be one of those premier teams in that league if they're able to keep it up. Um, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I'm almost in this kind of wait and see mode as far as like, you know, if, how he can start to back up that amazing run last year. Yeah, it's easy to get persuaded by one season when, you know, it can it can turn around pretty quickly in, in, in the college football. But got to feel better. The number oh, one yeah. recruiting totally. number one recruiting class in the in this this future Big Twelve. So, come on, got to feel good. We'll, no, we'll get to our we'll do our head coach rankings. I think in a in a few weeks here. Um, but I did see I don't know if it was Stuart Mandel or someone like had I think Sonny Dykes tenth. I'm don't quote me on this, but something like that. And I'm with you, Trey. In in that sense, it's like we still have a kind of a long track record of Sonny Dykes being a good coach, but not like yeah elite. elite. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not ready to put him there quite yet, but um, obviously it's like, move him it's up. like the Eddie, Eddie Orgeron kind of experience. Like, you know, it can go South pretty quick. Like, you know, yeah, you can strike Again, gold, but I, but I, it's not going to go that South for it's what well, this is weird. It's almost feels like we're being negative about Dykes. Yeah. No, With Orgeron, he had n- proven nothing. Dykes has proven a lot. It's just, yeah, yeah. this was yeah. obviously an extreme yeah. year. I just didn't want people to, I didn't want to overreact to that one year. Um, that was my point. All right. Marcus yep. Freeman at Notre Dame. Um, I'm feeling this one. He was tough to kind of gauge I, for me yeah. feeling a little worse. Um, last year for me, there was some excitement because, you know, he, the, the talk was he could really elevate the recruiting from the Brian Kelly days and levels still could be the case for sure. But now it's going to be up to him to develop that talent uh, once they do. Uh, and SP plus they dropped from 30 set to 37th and SP plus going nine and four. You know, starting out with losses to Ohio State, that's fine, of course. And then, but then Marshall, and they also lost to Stanford during the year. I will admit mm-hmm. he he righted the ship, uh, you know, halfway towards the back end. That's encouraging. But now they lose Tommy Reese, um, their offensive coordinator. They lose Michael Mayer. Uh, so, and they bring in Sam Hartman, who it feels like there's going to be a lot of weight on his shoulders this year. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I'm, I actually feel about the same. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm worse. Um, nine wins is nothing to scoff at in your first first season, taking over for a guy that had been there for about a decade. Uh, Brian Kelly, just a great coach. So that's I'm, I don't want to sell him short. That's that's not bad, especially when you lose to Marshall. That's so turning it around was a, was a good job, and I think he has turned the recruiting turned it up a notch. I mean, finishing eleventh last year, they're bringing in some some really good, really good, highly rated players. Um, is it elite? Maybe not quite, but. It, I think he's going to do a, still a pretty good job. I'm still feeling about the same. I'm feeling about the same too. I, I thought about worse also, Trey, but uh, I guess I just, it, a significant drop off is to be expected when you lose a great coach like Brian Kelly. I don't have, yeah, you know, Marcus Freeman yeah. anywhere near that level. So uh, yeah, about the same. All right. Moving on to Billy Napier at Florida. Um, they lost to Vanderbilt. So I feel worse. <laughs> um, oh, Sorry. No, but six and seven, uh, not not a good first season. Um, finished the year really poorly. Uh, 
they have the seventh rated recruiting class in the SEC, um, counting Texas and OU. So that's, you know, not quite good enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's you want to be top five, hopefully, if you're Florida. You're, they certainly have the potential to do that. Um, and then you got, of course, the recruiting drama a little bit with their quarterback, Jaden Rashado. That wasn't good. So there's some kind of negative vibes going on in Gainesville that, you know, maybe it's a little bit out of Napier's control, some of those things, but it's just not good. So I, I say I, f- I feel worse. I 100% agree. I was very high on, on Billy Napier. Yes. And so I'm feeling much worse here. Uh, yeah, disappointing six and seven season. Um, lost a lot of members from his staff. Quarterback yeah. position as of right now is looking questionable yeah. headed into next year. O line has lost a lot, lost some some starters that were gonna, you know, uh, well, <laughs> lost some players that were gonna start yeah. or or play significant snaps. So I don't know. I it's just he needs he needs to outperform. Oh, yeah. expectations this year because i think the fans are already uh yeah he could be gone after him. year two he could pull a willie tagger he, he definitely has to an out potential yeah 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 no i have i have nothing more to add um for him i totally agree with what what you guys said it's feeling a little worse okay mario cristobal oh, at miami boy how things have changed in in florida suddenly florida state's the one that everyone's yeah. uh, very positive on but you know I know it's crazy given he inherited a, a, a solid team that that seemed ready to go. Like they should have competed for the coastal and they had a terrible five and seven season. They lost to middle Tennessee, but I am tempted to say about the same because I just feel like he's just going to, the recruiting is going just as he expected. He's got the investment. He's going to keep bringing in 25 high school, you know, highly rated high school players every year. And, and they're going to build a great, roster so i feel like they're gonna compete for acc titles in a few years or you know soon enough but i gotta say worse i you know (laughs) it's because when it goes so bad on the field in year one and and the offense his effect on the offense and tyler van dyke just not great so uh that is worrisome given you know the justin herbert underachieving at oregon as well so anyway um i'm probably not as low as as maybe some people but but yeah i do feel a bit worse I hear what you're saying. I'm feeling feeling worse. And, you know, you mentioned all the recruiting. And, yes, he can recruit like crazy. And he probably continue to will, will continue to do so with all that commitment behind him. And so he can elevate the floor, no doubt. But, I mean, when you, and especially looking at this year, you mentioned firing Josh Gaddis. They also have a turnover with their defensive coordinator. He bolted Kevin Steele. So it's kind of like they're almost like starting over again as a, as a team in year two. So, and he's, so he's going to really need to develop those recruits and, and start to show some progress on the field this year. Otherwise, you know, if they don't, those great recruiting classes aren't going to follow year after year. Yeah, this one was pretty simple to me. I feel worse. Just recruiting went about what I expected. I expected him to kill it, um, especially with all the money they have. Um, but then the on-field was terrible. So, I mean, you got to feel worse. Nothing was better than I thought. So I feel worse. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brian Kelly, LSU. So I'm feeling better. Um, I knew he was a great coach, but I had a slight worry about his potential fit in Baton Rouge. But man, after year one, it was silly to to have that worry, I think. Um, you know, he could talk in a fake sa- accent all he wants um, if he continues to improve like like they did last year. Like no one saw them winning the West, knocking off LSU or sorry, knocking off Alabama. Uh, no. He did a great job with the Arizona State transfer, Jaden Daniels. Uh, he just got so much out of last year's team. 
And they have the pieces to kind of build around too. this upcoming year. They got Harold Perkins at linebacker, uh, brought in a top five recruiting class. So definitely feeling better about Brian Kelly. Yeah, it was it was better all the way around on the field and recruiting uh, what they have coming back. Um, I because like you, Trey, I I had some reservations about it. I'm, I I didn't know if it was going to work out like entirely. And I mean, it's, it's still up in the air, of course, but off, awesome start. So I feel better. Yeah. Yeah, the one small question I had with him was was recruiting. Is he when he going to recruit at that elite level? Because at Notre Dame, he didn't. Um, and you thought, was that Notre Dame's fault? Was that his fault? And then, especially early in the cycle, you know, Marcus Freeman takes over as head coach. And very yeah. early, Notre Dame was like the number one class. We knew they'd fall somewhat, but they actually fell more than we expected. But but at that point, it was like, ooh, like that's a little. That's not a great look for for Brian Kelly, but things reversed there. And, uh, yeah, you, you got it. I, I feel, I feel better for sure about Brian Kelly. Oh, last one here. Last one. Yeah. We've got Lincoln Riley at USC. I am a USC fan. Um, and I feel about the same, which is maybe weird to say, given he took over a four and eight team and ended up nearly making the playoff. Like it's, it, maybe if Caleb Williams doesn't get injured on that play, they, they might've made the playoff. Yeah. Um, but I just I thought recruiting would be uh, a bit better than it was. I, I thought he'd dominate South, Southern California for recruits more than he did, and, and the class finished eighth with uh, their most recent commitment here. So it's it's not like it's bad, but um, I thought it had the potential to be a bit better that than that. And even just I thought maybe it could be more balanced because it really is, of course. I mean, heavy players, receiver, yeah. running back, quarterback. You knew he'd be great there, but I thought maybe be a little bit better on on you know in the trenches and and defensively um in recruiting so i i it's like i feel better about usc being a consistent top 15 team than i did a year ago but i feel worse about them winning a national title so right. that's why i kind of feel about the same it's just year one mike it's just year one no, i'm not I, I'm, I'm, that's not about I, the same like no, i'm you know, i hear you just, well, and I'm, I'm actually kind of the same i'm as you i'm the same i'm still high on him and last year was just so amazing, you know, producing a Heisman winner. It's almost unfairly becoming assumed that he's just going to have a Heisman finalist uh, every year. And it's pre- and you mentioned that they were a game away from the playoff. Like, that's pretty amazing. He had to completely yeah. overhaul that roster and yeah. did it, obviously, with a lot of transfers from what he inherited. Um, I guess the only thing that doubters could point to is, you know, at this point, will he improve the defense? And can he take the recruiting, what you just already laid it out, from really good to great? Um, but either way, he's already made SC better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it taking over a new program is always, it's challenging. And I mean, we saw him at OU and he always had those great offenses, but that's where he was. Like, that's where he kind of, they always, OU had been dominating even before he got there. So this was kind of a new challenge for him, taking over a team that wasn't good. He hadn't done anything like that before. So to prove that he could take a bad team and turn him into Pac-12 championship type team, like right away, amazing. I, I think I feel better about Lincoln Riley. He's, he's on the field coaching was kind of, he kind of proved that he he really is a great coach. At OU, it was, I mean, he was a good coach, no doubt about it, but he just solidified it in my eyes. Like, yeah, he's legit for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, That'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Thank you for listening and watching. Be sure to give the video a thumbs up on YouTube. Leave a comment below with your thoughts and uh, subscribe. As always, trying to grow the channel. So we'd really appreciate that. 
and we will see you next time.